you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're still wondering what the NFL is combining with. I am your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside Michael F. Floria. We got producer Randy driving the ship. He's driving it from Indianapolis. Uh, we talked to him just before we started recording, and uh, he apparently is mere feet away from where they are bench pressing right now uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium there in Indianapolis. So the combine is happening we will actually be talking about some free agency stuff. We will give you a combine recap next week. We'll talk about what what happened. I feel like, Florio, I, I know the combine is a big deal and a lot of people are there, but I feel like for us, trying to preview the combine means very little because uh, we have no idea where these guys are going and we don't know anything about that. I mean, it's all, it's all kind of a guess. So I know we talked about doing a combine preview. I don't know. It feels like it's not necessarily of value. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? No, I, I think... Once we get information from the combine, then it becomes useful. Um, leading up to it, it's like, hey, these guys are going to run fast. Some of them <laughs> will be faster than others. Like until we get the actual numbers and could start diving into it, that's obviously when it becomes a lot more useful. Right, exactly. We start getting like spider charts and you know spark scores and, and all these kind of things that, that come out of Indianapolis. Then I think it becomes a little bit more interesting. I will say. Uh, I did have a chance to go to the Combine a couple of years ago. And it's it's a cool time in, in the sense that you get to meet and interact with a lot of people. Um, I will say that being in the stadium, like when they're running the 40s, is sort of anticlimactic because you don't see any times, right? So, like, I'm, oh. watching the, I'm watching the wide receivers run, and you're like, you're like, that guy's fast. That guy's fast, too. That guy is also fast. Like, that's because you don't actually see anything. Um Although I will say I was there the the year DK Metcalf ran and his his time popped up on Twitter and people were on their phone. You could sort of hear like a murmur go through the crowd when DK's time came up because it was ridiculously fast. I've never been to the combine. I've watched it, though, but I feel like in person, Marcus, you could tell like the stand like who's super fast, maybe and like who's a little bit slower. But the rest of them are separated by like points of a second. And like we can't tell that by watching them. 
Right, exactly. That's exactly how it is. Like DK ran, you're like, wow, that was really fast. Andy Isabella ran that year, like, wow, that guy was really fast. But most of them are all sort of kind of bunched together. I mean, they're all faster than me. Like, don't, you know, don't get it <laughs> twisted. Like, they're all faster than I am. But they're all sort of bunched together. You're like, ah, okay, yeah, he seems kind of fast. Like, I don't know. Um, do you, do you yeah. think you could run a sub 640? I'd like to believe I can run a sub 640. <laughs> Same. Right? Right, I, like, I, I want to believe that in my head that I can run a sub 640, so I'm going to hold on to that for however long I can <laughs> until it is proven false. Um, all right, so we are going to talk some, some free agency fits. We did last week uh, with the quarterbacks and the tight ends. Today, we'll talk some wide receivers. Uh, I had a list of about seven guys and uh, broke it up into uh, to kind of two sections because I also have a couple of interviews uh, that we did uh, a few weeks ago at Radio Row. Uh, just before the Super Bowl. So we will talk to Taylor Heineke and Darius Slay. So stay tuned uh, for those during the show today. But wanted to start with the Kyler situation. I'm using that like with all capital letters. Um, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are, I guess, beefing. I don't know. This feels like the beginning of a high school breakup, right? Like Kyler <laughs> scrubbed his social media of any Cardinals uh, you know, mentions or any Cardinals related photos. Then the Cardinals seem to do some weird, you know, social media thing with Kyler. Um, side note, props or or no props? The people who I don't know who comes and finds these things, right? Like who's scrolling Kyler Murray's like Instagram and noticing these sorts of things? I guess props to you. Also, I don't know. Drink some water. Go outside. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, the long and short of it, though. Kyler Murray's agent released a statement uh, saying, you know, he wants a contract extension and sort of outlining their, for lack of a better term, demands uh, for what Kyler wants, saying that he deserves to be paid among the top quarterbacks in the league. But also they still want to be able to leave room for the Cardinals to build around him. Uh, the Cardinals have sort of responded by saying, look, we want him here long term. That's our goal. We want to try and fork something out. Uh, I mean, Florio, it is sort of. I won't say it's nasty, but it's just kind of petty right now between the two sides. And I guess the, the real question at the moment is, do you think anything comes of this uh, in the sense of do they move on from Kyler or will he be their starting quarterback in week one? Uh, I think he will be their starting quarterback in week one. They still have two more years on his rookie deal. Uh, so they got plenty of time to work out an extension. I understand where Kyler's coming from, uh, wanting the extension that is not his approach. Like, He's a smaller quarterback. He's taken some injuries his, each of his uh, three NFL seasons. So he's like, hey, I've played well. I got you guys to the playoffs. I'm the best you've had in quite some time. Like, take care of me. I, I completely get that. But it feels like this, like, went from zero to 100, right? Like, it wasn't <laughs> like there was, you know, reports like Kyler wants an extension. Cardinals, un like, unsure if they want to extend. Like, it just went from, like, he deleted them off of social media to being like, <laughs> I want you to pay me and still have enough money. It's like, you're asking for a lot, man. You, this probably could have been handled better differently. And and to your point, the people who find this on social media, like, do you think like Kyler tells people like, yo, I stop Cause like who searches <laughs> uh, someone's who they're following, but it happens all the time. Like, Julius Randle unfollowed the Knicks at the trade deadline. And I'm like, who is following this? Julius Randle isn't telling people I unfollowed them. It's got to be right. Like it has to be that the athlete is saying or the athletes representative or the people close them are like, yeah, hey, you know, Kyler uh, unfollowed the Cardinals or whatever, because 
I, you know, look, I am certainly not a celebrity, but, you know, I don't know when people unfollow me. I'm sure it happens all the time, right, that I get unfollowed on Twitter or whatever. I have no idea when it happens. No one bothers to alert me to these sorts of things. Um, you know, if the NFL handle suddenly unfollowed me on Twitter, like, it'd be a long time probably before I knew that. Like, I just, <laughs> I just have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, though. I think Kyler will be there for week one. Um the bigger part, and we're going to talk some wide receivers a little bit later on. I mean, though, does he have a point about them building around him, right? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a great piece. You know, they didn't have a lot of consistency at wide receiver behind him. You know, is there something – can he get better unless they build something around him in the, in the years to come? I, I do think he can continue to improve. Uh, he – he didn't have a real excuse, I felt like, this past season. Like, there was a lot of talent around him. And, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, but they had, I, I know he's not still what he used to be, but A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, two legit running backs. Like, there was a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think they need to continue to add to it because Ertz, Green, and Kirk are free agents to be. DeAndre Hopkins got hurt last year and their offense really cratered and Cliff Kingsbury came out who just got an extension. So it looks like he's not going anywhere there. Um, but he came out after the season and was like, yeah, I could have game planned better once DeAndre Hopkins went down. And that to me is what scares me. If your coach and quarterback both couldn't adjust once you lost that top wide receiver, that's worrisome, especially because someone like DeAndre Hopkins Look, he's still very good, but he's no spring chicken. It's not like you're going to have these two. It's not like they're Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know. So eventually, Kyler Murray is going to outlast DeAndre Hopkins if all works out in Arizona. They're definitely going to need to uh, retool then. But I think for right now, if you bring back Kirk and Ertz, like you you have pieces around Kyler. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think the part you mentioned about Cliff Kingsbury is sort of what popped into my head, too, is that after Nuke Hopkins went down, the, the offense really – struggled it, it just kind of stagnated and that to me is sort of a, a coaching thing right because you, you talk about the other guys they have there yes AJ Green is not what he once was and Christian Kirk is is you know I think a nice complimentary piece but I think we've seen he can't necessarily carry an offense but I think those guys are good enough uh to keep things going you mentioned Zach Ertz being there James Connor was in the midst of an, an outstanding year uh for Arizona so it, it was still enough I think for this team to not just kind of fall apart offensively the way they did late in the season. I think that falls on the shoulders of Cliff Kingsbury and his coaching staff. Um, I'm very curious to see what they do in free agency. It, it sounds like, and again, we'll, we'll talk about Christian Kirk a little bit later on, but it sounds like a lot of these guys may be off to other places. Uh, maybe they make a play for somebody. Maybe they go out and get somebody in the draft. Um, but now you've got a disgruntled quarterback uh, who says he wants more help, who says he wants more money. Uh, and you got to figure out how to do that to keep him happy. I guess the good news, though, for the Cardinals, right, is that uh, it doesn't look like Kyler can run off and play baseball anytime soon. So, <laughs> no. The, the question I have for you, Marcus, is because uh, we see it all the time, right? Like, you sign your quarterback, then everywhere else you get less resources. So my thing is always, like, I would only give, a, like, a max extension to a quarterback that I think could lead me to a Super Bowl. Uh, do you think Kyler Murray is that quarterback? Because I, I, I kind of think he is. Like, I, I would take the chance on him. I think he is the way the NFC is shaping up now, right? Uh, Tom Brady, for the moment, is retired. Um, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still 
at the moment a Green Bay Packer. We'll see what happens. Russell Wilson is still in Seattle, but you know, uh, you know that that is still up in the air. Um, right now, Kyler is, I think, one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFC. It seems like the balance of power has shifted over to the AFC. So right now, I do. I think I think he is good enough uh, to to maybe get you to and, and win a Super Bowl. I'm trying to think, you know, Matthew Stafford obviously is is still in Los Angeles. Uh, there's a changing of the guard potentially in San Francisco. So I, I don't know. I, I think he's definitely one of the upper echelon guys, and so maybe that is worth uh, giving him an extension to see if he can kind of get you there because uh, your window is probably going to be short and uh, it, it may be opening right now if it's not already open. Um, so we'll see. Uh, on that note, I know there's some talk about quarterback shuffling. I mean, do you think Russ goes anywhere? Do you think Aaron Rodgers goes anywhere? Are we going to be talking about these guys in their same places next year? A month ago, I would have thought it was more likely. Now I'm thinking Rodgers stays in Green Bay. I'm thinking Russ stays in Seattle. Uh, even like Jameis Winston was one we were talking about it. I'm thinking now he goes back to to the Saints. So I, I'm not sure we're going to see nearly as many quarterback moves as maybe we thought a month ago. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> it feel for a while it felt like quarterbacks were sort of like, for for a better analogy, uh, like NBA players. You know, like NBA players have have figured out how to force player movement. Right? They've figured out how to force their way out of places. Uh, it looked like the quarterbacks are going to do the same thing, but in the end, it, it doesn't seem like it's happening right now. So who knows? If any um, position could do that, it's quarterback. It's quarterback, right? That's it. You know, like, I don't know. James Harden's been on like three teams in three years, basically. But uh, <laughs> the so. way he does it, too, is great. He just gains weight. He just gets fat, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's just going to, you know, go to a buffet and hang out for a while. And, <laughs> and then he magically, uh, you know, drops 10 or 15 pounds when he gets traded to somewhere else. Man. Nice life. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's let's talk some wide receivers here as, as free agency is coming in just a couple of weeks. Um, went through the list. There are a lot of free agent wide receivers. I pulled out seven names uh, that I think were of the most interest. The first one, and look, he may not be a free – he may not actually reach free agency, but he is definitely the most interesting name out there, and it's Devontae Adams. Um Obviously, the prevailing wisdom right now is that he will probably be franchise tagged by the Packers so that he may just be sticking around in Green Bay. But, you know, on the off chance that it doesn't happen and Devontae Adams hits free agency, is there a landing spot that is is best for him? Uh, is it is it that he follows Aaron Rodgers? Does he strike out somewhere on his own? Uh, what do you think, you know, the future may hold for him? I, I think... I still think the best spot as of right now is is Green Bay. Like franchise tag or whether they they work out a way to to give this guy the contract extension that he rightfully deserves. Uh I think him and Aaron Rodgers have something very special going on there. Uh he's one of those players it's you know like there's just guys that are hard to envision playing with someone else or in like a different jersey. He's one of those guys. Like I I Struggle to see him doing as well as he's doing with Aaron Rodgers with any other quarterback. Um, so I, I just think I think that's where he goes. I think that's where he stays. With with right now, I'm saying Green Bay, but I think it really is ultimately wherever Aaron Rodgers ends up. I think that's probably what it is too. And and it sounds like the Packers are sort of working on something to keep Rodgers there. It may be a short term contract, uh, but I think they want to try and run it back at least one more time with this group you know they, they've been close right they were the one seed in the nfc they lose at home to the 49ers um 
But, you know, this team, the, the window is still open, and I think they want to try to keep it open for another year or two if they can. So I, I do think he's going to stick around in Green Bay. I, I mean, I'm, and I'm trying to think, like, I'm going through all the options of, of places that could use a wider – look, let me just put it out there. Everybody can use a Devontae Adams, right? Like, short of, short of maybe the Rams, uh, maybe the Chiefs. Uh, or maybe the Bengals, like pretty much every team in the league could use Devontae Adams. But I can't imagine him, you know, going to a place like, I don't know, Miami, um, even though that might be kind of interesting, or going to, what, Atlanta, if, if Matt Ryan ends up staying as the, the starting quarterback. I mean, I think there's a fit there, but I'm with you. It just looks weird. I'm trying to picture him in a Dolphins <laughs> uniform, and it just looks weird in my head. Yeah, it I don't know. He's just one of those guys, man. He just looks good in green and yellow. It does. It just works. It works for him. So uh, I do think he sticks. I mean, I think it's going to be a moot point. I think they put him on the franchise tag, and uh, it, it doesn't even matter anyway. So it's fun to dream, I guess, if you're one of these other teams. Um, Allen Robinson, who we've, we've talked about him all throughout the season. I mean, the fact that he pretty much made it known that he wasn't coming back to the Bears, that he doesn't even like the city of Chicago. Still <laughs> still weird to me. I still love the city of Chicago, but, you know, to each his own. Um, he is definitely gone. He's not going to be back with the Bears next year. Uh, he's a guy that obviously still has a ton of talent. We're still looking for him to, you know, get that right fit with a great quarterback somewhere. Is there somewhere out there you think he could land that would sort of satisfy all those needs? There, there's a number of different spots I think that makes sense for Allen Robinson. Of all the player, the free agent wide receivers, I think he is the most interesting. Not because he's the most talented, but because I think there's a number of places where he can fit. Uh, like I think reuniting him in Jacksonville makes a lot of sense. Mm. Like they, they have a lot of money. They need a wide receiver one, uh, and I think the way that they should be looking to build around. Trevor Lawrence is by signing a veteran wide receiver. And if you want to add an offensive lineman in the draft, I think you go that route rather than paying for a veteran offensive lineman and sign and drafting a rookie receiver. I think uh, Lawrence could use that veteran presence. And then you put him there with Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault and Travis Etienne and James Robinson. And all of a sudden there's some nice pieces on that Jacksonville offense for Doug Peterson. Uh, if he doesn't end up there, the Chargers were one that I think is really interesting because he's a little bit more dynamic than a Mike Williams. Like, he could play in the slot. He could play out wide. I think him and Keenan Allen would be just chess pieces that you could move all over the field with Austin Eckler, uh, just giving Justin Herbert so many weapons. And then the third team that I thought of, Marcus, the Chiefs. Maybe, like, Allen Robinson last year, I think he deserves some of the blame for, for the decline in talent. He would just be getting one-on-one -on -one coverage all the time if you put him opposite of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and that would be a lot of fun. And we know the Chiefs have kind of said, like, hey, we know we need a number two wide receiver in this offense. So that was one that I'm not sure if it happens, but I think it would be a ton of fun. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, you know, At least it, put, it puts him on a contender, which is something he really hasn't had uh, in his career. So that would be kind of interesting for him. I, I also thought about uh, – the Falcons is another one, but that to me is really dependent on who the quarterback is. If we're talking about Matt Ryan as quarterback, then I think I think you know Atlanta is an interesting situation for him. But you know there has been a lot of chatter recently that Atlanta could move on. Um, I know they don't want to. I know it's sort of a, a move of last resort, 
but there's a chance Matt Ryan might not be the starting quarterback in, in 2022. Um, so in that case, I think I think it's sort of off there. The uh, the Jacksonville one, though, I, I like that fit a lot that he goes back, um, returns to his his original glory, and uh, and helps maybe lead the Jaguars uh, toward a, a playoff berth or something like that. So if he goes there, would we then say that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback he has played with? I was just going to say this would be like the third best quarterback, like like the third time that we say this is the best <laughs> quarterback that he's ever played with. And it probably is. It's between probably? him or Justin Fields, I would say. But it's uh, it's pretty tragic, the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has played with in his career. Uh, speaking of which, just side note, that talking about quarterbacks, um, there's been a lot of talk about Mitch Trubisky getting a starting job. And I know we sort of touched on this last week. Um, do you, do you see that happening? Do you think Troops gets a starting gig next year somewhere? I do. I, I didn't at first. I thought he would be like one of those backup quarterbacks on a team that's not comfortable with their starter. Uh, but the more and more chatter that's coming out is making me think that some team, because he's cheap, right? Like, it's not like you're going to have to invest long-term. He might get a one-year prove-it type of deal. Uh, and I think he deserves at least another shot to see if it was really Matt Nagy. Like, Sam Darnold got a chance without Adam Gase. It didn't work out, but Ryan Tannehill got a chance without Adam Gase. Like, I think that he deserves a chance without Matt Nagy to see what he can be. I mean, I I fall back on what I said about him last week, is that, like, he may not be better than a lot of teams' questionable starters, but I don't know that he's much worse. Uh, And I think that... I don't know if that's a ringing endorsement, but I do think it's an argument in favor of him that, you know, if you are if you are not happy with your quarterback situation, um, and especially if you're looking just maybe for a bridge quarterback, I think Trubisky could be your guy. So it would be better not than Mason me. Rudolph, better than Mason Rudolph. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, Steelers, if you really are, you know, in a pinch, I don't know. Give uh, give the Bills a call. Give Trubisky a call. See uh, see what you can do on that on that front there. Um, next one up, uh, Chris Godwin. And obviously he had the injury late in the year last year. And he's another one who very well may not get out of Tampa. The Bucks may not let him out of the building. But again, I mean, he has proven in a relatively short time that he can be a very productive receiver. Um, and he's done it. He did it with Jameis Winston. He did it with Tom Brady. So it's not a matter of, of quarterback play necessarily for him. If he leaves Tampa, is there a good spot for him? I still ultimately think he ends up in Tampa. I, I saw something on Twitter that yesterday that said the Bucks are like very adamant about keeping him in house. So so we'll see if that works out. He does. He's more than earned his uh, his payday there. But if he does leave, the Jags are another one that I think just makes sense to grab a top wide receiver. If it's not like an Allen Robinson, Godwin is even better. Uh, Miami seems like a fun destination just because him and Jalen Wada would be really strong. Uh, duo for Tua and then the last one I thought of was the Raiders right like they just need a wide receiver one badly like you you put pair him with Darren Waller and all of a sudden you got something cooking there with Hunter Renfro so uh those were were three teams that kind of stood out to me like this would be a good landing spot for real life and for fantasy the Raiders were the first one that that popped into my head there too um there has been some talk mostly I think wish casting about Devontae Adams Coming to the Raiders, uh, I also say that as somebody who lived in Fresno for five and a half years and knowing that Fresno State fans would love to see Derek Carr and Devontae Adams reunited uh, from their college days with the Raiders. So I think I think it's more about, you know, Bulldog fans sort of, you know, dreaming of this Bulldog reunion in their head. I don't know how, how realistic Devontae Adams to the Raiders is, but 
Uh, I think Chris Godwin could be a really good fit there because for all the great things Hunter Renfro did last year, um, you know, it, it feels sort of like an anomaly. Also, for fantasy, it was it was sort of nice. Uh, it was it was Julian Edelman esque, 103 catches for just over a thousand yards. Like, uh, as somebody who doesn't like PPR, that's what the that's kind of what popped into my head there. But uh, I'm I don't think ultimately that Godwin leaves Tampa. I think they figure out a way to keep him there, whether if it's you know short term or long term. I I can't imagine him playing uh, anywhere else next year. Side note. Your thoughts on the the Bucks bringing back the creamsicle uniforms uh, for throwbacks? Next Love year. it. <laughs> I, I think more teams should wear their throwbacks, especially teams that have you know like iconic throwbacks. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think the Bucks are one of them. If they they have to wear the old school helmet too, though. Oh yeah, no, they have to get the. I think his name is Bruce. I think I think that's the name of the pirate that uh, that was on the side of the helmet. It's, um, yeah, they it's have a weird to wear name those. for a pirate. Bruce the pirate. <laughs> I think he's like I think he's actually like Bruce the Buccaneer or something like that. That makes more um, sense, I guess. That makes more sense, right? Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about that. Although I always think when they talk about those uniforms, and I I mean I was a kid when they actually wore them, like did we really like them or do we like them now because it's just like nostalgic? And I can't remember to be honest. Yeah, I I, I get your point. I don't think they should wear them all the time, but I think mm-hmm. like pick like one game a year or something like that, and like hype it up and get fans involved. Like I, I think that could be a really fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, hey, it's the creamsicle week for uh, for the Bucks. That'll be fun. Just everyone wear your cream colored shirts. Everybody, yeah, everybody get your <laughs> like your bright orange shirts and uh, and rock them for the week. So that'd be interesting. Um, so we did have a chance to uh, sit down with Taylor Heineke, the quarterback for your Washington Commanders. Had a chance to talk to him uh, about uh, just everything: his football career, life. A very interesting guy. Uh, takes high-level math classes. That is, uh, you know, part of his life and his story. Uh, so I had a chance to sit down and uh, kind of pick his brain about a few things at Radio Row a couple weeks ago. Take a listen. Uh, we are here with Washington Commanders quarterback Taylor Heineke, and I guess the first question is. How do you feel about being a commander now? Uh, that's cool. Um, I'm just happy the whole thing's over with. You, know, you, <laughs> you heard about what's our name going to be for two years, and uh, I'm just glad that's over with. And uh, I think commanders is pretty cool. I like the uniforms. They look pretty clean. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the Washington football team. I kind of wish they kept it that. Same. I, I agree. I, I, I was voting that, rooting that you guys just kept it football team. Like yeah. the WFT just has a nice ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wanted so we saw that you were still taking when Washington signed you. You were taking some classes at Old Dominion, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to read them off because number theory and discrete mathematics, partial differential equations, applied numeral methods. I mean, these classes just reading them hurts my head. So like, kudos to you. And what was that like? I mean, to see like there's a couple of them that I actually enjoyed. Uh, I actually understood it, and it's not. <laughs> I, I find math easy for me. I don't know. It's one of those things. But the, the other two classes, I was like, I, I cannot I cannot do this right now. I've been, <laughs> out, been out of school for a little bit, and you asked me to code on computer and stuff like that. So I wasn't – that one was tough for me. But um, I think they passed me. And, and gracious. <laughs> What's harder, those classes or, like, breaking down a defense? Those classes, for sure. <laughs> I'd rather get hit by 300-pound men <laughs> than deal with those things again, for sure. Well, I mean, with a class load like that, I mean, what – was there an alternate path if football wasn't going to be a thing for you? Well, you know, so, yeah, I'll kind of tell you a little story. Um, I was in the XFL, and, you know, that kind of got shot down because COVID. And the first thing I did was I didn't want to be done with football. So I called my 
you know, Coach Scott Turner, he's OC for Washington at the time. He's brought me around from, you know, Minnesota to Carolina and we had a good relationship. So I said, is there any coaching opportunities with you guys right now? And he said, well, you have to graduate college first. So, you know, I just went home and started taking these classes and started training these these young kids, high school kids and uh, JUCO kids. And I had a lot of fun doing it when I, when I saw them progress and get better and you see something click in their brain and you just see them just keep getting better as quarterbacks. I found a lot of joy in that. And I was like, okay, I can, I can see myself doing this. Well, you know, I, I know you guys remember this, that Denver, all the whole Denver quarterback room got COVID mm-hmm. and they had a receiver play. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason Washington called me to come up there. Oh, wow. To be an emergency COVID quarterback. So I go, I'm up there and I'm not taking any reps. I'm kind of in the back of the meeting room. It's kind of like I'm almost not there. It's just like you're here in case of emergency. Stay away from everybody. <laughs> and now push comes to shove. A couple things happen and I'm playing against Tom Brady in the playoffs. So it's it's been a wild ride. Um, but it's it's something to kind of look back and, and kind of laugh about. It's, it's pretty cool. And speaking of going against Tom Brady in the playoffs, I mean, you took him to the brink. Like, you almost rewrote NFL history because who knows if he retires if you if you end up pulling that off. But what was it like going toe-to-toe and pushing the GOAT to, like, his limits? Yeah, you know, during the whole time I was we were playing, I wasn't thinking about it. Um, you know, before the game, I was just like, you know what? You might never play this game again. This might be your last game ever. Um, no one's giving you guys a shot. You're like nine-point underdogs going against really good defense. Just go out there and have fun. Slinging around. If you throw four picks, you were supposed to do that. Um, so, again, we went out there and had a good shot. And we were we were getting after him good. And, you know, after the game and probably the next two, three weeks afterwards, I kind of just looked back. Or I, rewind. After the game, I went home, and I stayed up until about 7.45, 8 o'clock in the morning because the adrenaline. And you're just like, that just changed my whole life. That game just changed my whole life. And I was responding to a thousand texts and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I very clearly remember that those hours after the game, it was just, it's a, it's a really cool feeling. I mean, you are an undrafted guy from a small school in Old Dominion. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not considered a football factory. What is that like? Is there is there added pressure? Or is there like a freedom to, to being that guy right now? What is that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, my whole life, whether it was football, baseball, basketball, whatever. It was kind of like you have to earn your spot. Like you have to keep grinding and you have to show us what you got. And I didn't play quarterback until eighth grade. Um, in high school, I was battling for that, you know, that starting spot. In college, I didn't – I mean, I didn't get an offer until late my senior year. It was just one of those deals where you have to keep working. You have to keep proving these guys wrong. Um, and it, it's the same same deal today. Um, you know, there's, there's talks about going out and getting a big-time quarterback or drafting the guy. You know, that's that's no different than it was last year. Um, I just want to come in with the mindset of, hey, I'm going to try and be a good person for this team, try and get them better for whatever I need to do. And if I'm the one starting, awesome. If I'm not, okay. Um, but I just love this game of football. And, I mean, we were, you were saying earlier, a year ago, you, you were the emergency quarterback. This year you throw for over 3,400 yards, uh, 20 touchdowns. Like, was there any moment during the season where you were like, I, like, this is surreal for me right now? No, no. Um, I didn't have enough time to do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, for every day there was something to get done and something to get better at. And, um, you know, these la- this last month after the, after the season, I've kind of reflected and, um, you know, again, the, the biggest question mark was can he play and can he last the whole season without getting hurt? And I feel like I checked two of those boxes this year. I'm proud of myself, but there's a lot I want to work on and get better at. So you talked about calling Scott Turner and asking about coaching jobs when you are done. Is that is that the career path you'd like to follow? I think so. Um, but at the same time, after coaching those kids, um, 
I really enjoy that. So I don't know if I want to be part of a team mm-hmm. and coaching and doing that, or I want to kind of do my own thing off the field and help a, a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, so we'll see. Um, hopefully that I don't have to make a decision for a good bit of time, <laughs> right. but uh, it's definitely something to start thinking about. And I gotta, I'm a Bills fan. Uh, you shared a quarterback room this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. What was it like seeing him shirtless in like freezing <laughs> temperature in Buffalo this year? <laughs> um, that's Fitzy, man. He's, uh, he's a good time. You never know what you're going to get out of him. Um, but he was good for our quarterback room. I remember the first day he was in there and just cracking jokes. And, um, you know, the NFL season NFL season's tough, man, especially when you're losing and losing. It's, it's nice to have a veteran guy just come in every once in a while and just crack a joke. Remember that it's just football. You're supposed to have fun. And, uh, okay. Oh, I was just say, can you like, can you learn a lot from someone like Fitzpatrick who had a a similar, not similar career, but like he was never given a, a starting like hand given a starting job or anything, and and bounced around and kept fighting. Like, so what can you take away from watching him firsthand? It's funny you say that and bring that up because we actually had a talk about that, and I see my career heading in his his shoes. Um, he's one of those guys that had to battle to be on teams. He was battling to be backup guys. And then people would go down, he would fill in, he would do a good job. And, you know, he was in the league for what, 17, 16 something years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just hope that I can, you know, last that long and have as much success. But um, the way he plays as well, I could see myself playing kind of like him, kind of fearless, just go out there and, and sling it and have fun. Um, so yeah, you know, he's definitely someone I emulate for sure. All right. I got some, just some quick fun three and out questions for you. First off, if you could play another sport professionally, what would it be? Easy. Golf. Okay. Easy. Don't take much hits in that one. <laughs> Don't take any hits. Get to travel to cool places. And, you know, golf's, a, golf's an awesome sport. Yeah. I mean, look, man, it, it certainly is, you know, you get decent weather most of the time. Yep. Not bad at all. All right. Um, what is one thing you are an expert at cooking? <sighs> I've, I bought a Traeger grill last year, so it's kind of cheap. <laughs> I don't think it's cheap. treating. I don't think it's cheating at all. No, I think, <laughs> I think it counts. I, I tell you what, you when you just press a button, it gets to a temperature. You don't have to. You just put it on the grill, close <laughs> it, and leave for twenty minutes. You're good to go. But um, I'll say, like, I'm good at cooking up some steaks and chicken. Um, you know, one of those barbecue type of deals. Uh, if you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? Um, you know, I, I made a mistake in college of going the uh, mathematics route. That's my major. Okay, and I have no idea what I want to do with it. Um, <laughs> I will say as a kid growing up, I always wanted to be an astronaut. I thought that was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just going in space. There's so much out there to explore. And, um, I, th- I think that would be so cool. You got to become friends with Michael I Strahan. I say Michael Strahan. They're yeah. sending football players <laughs> to space now, right? Michael Strahan went up there. Did he? Yeah. When? Uh, a couple, couple months, months ago, ago yeah. yeah. Is he on that? Was he on the Amazon one? I, I don't know if he's the Amazon or the Virgin one, but yeah, they sent Michael Strahan to space. No, shit. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah, they're sending football players up now. Go, go, go make friends. That'd be so cool. I would have a blast up there. <laughs> uh, well, Tyler, man, we appreciate the time. Uh, you know, congratulations on, on the success you've had so far, and best of luck next year. Appreciate you guys, man. That was, that was a lot of fun. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, uh, Taylor Heineke, math genius. Um, I know you said you were having – I mean, it was just hard enough to read the names of the classes. I can't imagine taking any kind of high-level math classes like that. He said he envisions himself having a similar career as Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, I mean, taking those classes only adds to it. Like, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is is a very smart man. Like, he went to Stanford. Like, he's very smart. And, like, Taylor Heineke seems like he he could do my taxes or something, it feels like. Yeah, you know. Um, interesting. We should, you know, we should, we should ask uh, Cynthia Freeland about some of those math classes. If she's taking anything like that, she's our oh, resident. She's probably genius. like, oh, that's a breeze. 
Yeah, right. You know, Cynthia did that probably, in, in middle school. Exactly. Like Cynthia <laughs> probably just blasted through those classes. No big deal. Uh, yeah, we should get her thoughts uh, on something like that too. Uh, oh, by the way, you said you said I think you said Stanford. It's Harvard for. Uh, oh yeah, Harvard. Yeah. Who, someone else went to Stanford. I. Uh, Andrew Luck went to Stanford. There we go. I got yeah. I got my smart quarterbacks confused. Smart beardy quarterbacks. Right there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk some more wide receivers. We'll also get into the Darius Slay interview a little bit later. Uh, that's next up on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's dive back in some of these uh, wide receivers. So I got four names here that... <clears throat> Mildly interesting, certainly not big names, but could potentially make an impact in the right spot next year. Will Fuller, who basically it was just a lost year for Will Fuller, um, was was never on the field. Uh, it just nothing happened for him in Miami at all. We just kept waiting and waiting for him to come back and he never really did. Uh, I mean, still, I think is a talented guy, just needs to stay healthy I feel like the Dolphins experiment is over. Where maybe does he land this year? Yeah, I, I loved Will Fuller two years ago, had a bunch of him in fantasy. And last year, I was just like, it doesn't make sense from the start with the Dolphins. And and then, I mean, it was a lost year for him altogether. Like you said, I, I think there's a couple of spots for him. One, wherever, if Deshaun Watson plays next year, wherever he plays, go out and sign Will Fuller. We know the the chemistry and the connection that those two have. But I think the Bears is a spot that makes sense. If they're going to lose Allen Robinson, they do have a, a good amount of cap. They, they need to put weapons around Justin Fields. And you have in the running game, you have pieces there. You have a Darnell Mooney, who I think is a really good option, a Cole Komet. Now you add that field stretcher in Will Fuller, and, and it allows uh, Justin Fields to throw that deep ball even more. I just think it would be a good fit there. And Will Fuller is someone that I think is going to be a complete afterthought in fantasy. Like, people aren't going to want to touch him. He'll probably go in the double-digit rounds. And at that point, 
his upside is worth taking a shot on. I will say I like that. I like that fit. I will go um, with the Chargers as potentially a fit too. If if Mike Williams leaves now, you know, there's there's the thought that they may try to re-sign him or maybe even franchise tag him and keep him around. But if they don't, if they don't keep Mike Williams, uh, having Will Fuller as that field stretcher, and we know what kind of arm Justin Herbert has, uh, that could be interesting too. You know, Keenan Allen can keep doing his thing. Uh, they can use Will Fuller as the deep threat. Um, I sort of like that there, but I also think that that there could be uh, a lot of talk about what happens with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I know that was sort of the rumor before that maybe uh, Fuller thought Watson would would force his way to Miami and they would be able to play together. Obviously, it didn't happen, and the finger injury keeps him out pretty much all year. Uh, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, Juju Smith Schuster, who could have gone to Kansas City. Decided to re-sign in Pittsburgh, ends up getting hurt, missing pretty much the entire year. Uh, now is back on the free agent market. We know Ben Roethlisberger is not coming back. I presume that means Juju's not coming back to Pittsburgh either. I I would be surprised if he. I mean, maybe not because he seems to love it in Pittsburgh and wants to retire there and all of that. But I'm thinking. Make up for your mistake last year. Head back to Kansas City. <laughs> uh, I think he's a really good fit there because Tyreek Hill stretches the field so well. They have like Hardman and Pringle and those other speedsters who help stretch the field. That's why Travis Kelsey for years dominated underneath. Kelsey could continue to do that, but if you add a Juju who's a little bit of a hybrid, he can stretch the field if you ask him to. He also is a great route runner in the slot and out wide, and in those short to intermediate routes, I think would be a great new addition for Patrick Mahomes. So that is, I think, the top landing spot. I, I also think the Raiders, if they miss out on those other high-end guys, they need a receiver. I, I think Juju, uh, I, I could just see him in the black and silver. Yeah, uh, I can see that. I think I think the Chiefs, though, are probably the number one spot, and maybe it's just because of, of what happened last year. Um, how about this, though? If the, if the Packers are able to keep both Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, maybe they go out and add Juju as that second option, too. Um, I don't know how they fit that in, necessarily. I mean, look, they, Alan Lazard's a free agent. Uh, MVS is a free agent. Uh, I imagine Equinemius St. Brown probably not coming back. So maybe maybe there's a there's an option for it to be there. I don't know if Randall Cobb is, is going to be around. So it, it I don't know Juju in Green Bay. So that gives like Aaron Rodgers one more weapon potentially. Uh, They've needed that number two wide receiver for a while now. For a long time. So uh, maybe maybe it happens there. Uh, Odell, we we talked about him just after the Super Bowl. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, suffers unfortunately the the ACL tear in his knee. Um, I mean, never a good time to get injured. Getting injured in the Super Bowl is maybe the worst thing. Uh, so obviously he's got a rehab ahead of him. He's also a free agent. He has said he will take less money to stick in Los Angeles, that he wants to stay with the Rams. Uh, we'll see if the Rams feel the same way, especially because they're getting Robert Woods back. Uh, I mean, I guess first off, the question is, you know, how much life do we think OBJ has left after another another major injury? And also, you know, who has an interest in maybe bringing him in even at a minimum type salary right now? Yeah, I feel so bad for Odell because he's going to be 30 in this upcoming season, tw twice tearing that ACL. I, I to answer your question, I'm not sure how much life he has left in him. It He's a great talent, but I mean, these injuries add up and uh, 
So I, I'm thinking really it's probably the Rams or the other team I could see maybe taking a chance on him is like the Patriots. We kept hearing mm-hmm. that Bill Belichick was really interested and he almost ended up there. I'm thinking he gets a deal kind of like a pitcher who had Tommy John surgery before hitting free agency, like takes a low year one salary and increases it in year two, probably with a lot of incentives or something like that. So maybe it won't cost the Rams a whole lot at all to just have him rostered this year, because realistically we might not see Odell at all this year. Maybe we see him in November. That's early, but December, something like that. I mean, Hey, these athletes keep pushing up these timelines closer and closer and closer. So maybe we do see Odell, but as of right now, my thinking is we probably don't get a whole lot of him this season. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, how's this for a kind of a conspiracy theory? Um, maybe not conspiracy, but uh, the Eagles go out and sign Odell to a minimum contract. And I don't even know what the schedule is yet, but he makes his return against the Giants and uh, and lights up the Giants for like a couple of touchdowns in his triumphant return to the field after tearing an ACL. Uh, he gives some help. It's it's help for Devontae Smith. Uh, it's a help for Jalen Hurts. It's a boost to an offense that has been looking for some quality wide receivers. Uh, and it's a, just a thorn in the side of Giants fans everywhere. That's that's my uh, my petty evil thought on Odell Beckham <laughs> for now. The, so the only thing is Odell, you know, he's gonna be rehabbing a lot. He's going to want to live somewhere, I think, where, uh, where it's warm <laughs> where it's warm, and where there's stuff to do. Not that Philly doesn't have stuff to do, but I think that takes some of the other teams out of the running. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I, th- I think what happens is I think he and, and the Rams probably come to some sort of agreement. Uh, he sticks in L.A. And, you know, when it's time for the playoff push late in the season, maybe Odell's ready to go. So, you know, then they end up with a, a stack of four quality wide receivers. I mean, could you imagine that? They run out Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson. Um, that's a pretty loaded group. Of they, they had that at one practice this year. One practice. <laughs> one practice. And then Robert Woods gets hurt, unfortunately. And then, you know, you see how the rest of it went. So uh, last name I got on this list is Christian Kirk. And I have said repeatedly on this show that I think I've, I've let go of the rope. I tried to be a Christian Kirk stand for years. I tried to, to make him a sleeper. I tried to make him a thing. And it just, you know, it never happened to the extent that I think a lot of people wanted. It certainly never happened to the extent that I wanted. But now he's out there and going to potentially test the free agent market. Um, I don't know. Is it weird to say he's sort of Will Fuller light? I, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to best describe him, but it just... It, I, I, I'm trying to get excited. I think there's something potentially there. I just don't know where he fits. Yeah, I, I'm in the same vein with Christian Kirk. Like He's one of those guys who's good at a lot but doesn't really excel at anything, which is why like I, I would take the shot on Will Fuller over him because at least Will yeah. Fuller is one of the best field stretchers in the game. Um, I, I still ultimately think Christian Kirk ends up back in Arizona. They, they have a lot of pieces that could leave. I, I think they want to keep Kyler happy and all of that, and so I think he ends up back there. But if he doesn't, I could see a team that's in need of a receiver who strikes out on all the big names, maybe someone like uh, the Browns or the Colts or the Commanders, like going out and getting Christian Kirk, because he just feels that they'd be like, look, we got a wide receiver, we're good, we got Christian Kirk, and the fan bases will be like, yeah, exactly, you got Christian Kirk. (laughs) By the way, saying Commanders still makes me laugh. Like, I just... (laughs) Hearing it out loud, I haven't gotten – it just hasn't registered in my brain yet. But um, 
I honestly could see Washington taking the shot at him, uh, you know, pairing him up with Terry McLaurin and and trying to tout it as a big deal. And the fans are like, eh, it's fine. Um, I mean, wherever he goes, he's a complimentary guy. Uh, you know, again, it's it's you know, if the Chargers, if the Chargers can't add anybody and they lose Mike Williams, they go get Christian Kirk. Um, I don't know, maybe the Giants try and and add a Christian Kirk if you know depending on how they they shake out their their wide receiver core considering that I, I don't know that their wide receiver group can be worse on the field this year as it was last year it just seems impossible um maybe they try to get him but th- there's nowhere that I see him going that I just immediately like oh yeah things turn around now I'm, I'm back on the Christian Kirk bandwagon um but you know he also seems like one of those names that signs really early in free agency like i feel like we'll we will know uh within an hour or so of free agency <laughs> starting uh where christian kirk has has signed so uh we'll see uh so anyway there's a lot more wide receivers that are free agents those are the names that i thought were the most interesting i don't know if there's anybody else that you saw out there that really uh piqued your your interest uh, in the free agency market at wide receiver the only other one is mike williams and, and that's just mm-hmm. because i'm a sucker for mike i i've been for years now i think mike williams is a talented wide receiver um he's just never been able to last year was the closest to putting it all together but it was a lot of boomer bust weeks but he's the only other one and he's another one that i wouldn't be surprised if he ended up back on his current team yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept Mike Williams around. They they seem to have a really good thing going, uh, you know, with Keenan Allen and, and Justin Herbert there. So maybe they kind of they kind of keep that thing together. I mean, I'm looking at some of these names. Will uh, T. Y. Hilton, who says he wants to play another year, but very well could retire. Uh, I mean, Cedric Wilson maybe out there. Michael Gallup's an interesting one, but he tore his ACL in the playoffs. So like, is right. someone really gonna give him a big deal? Yeah, and it seemed like he was primed to, to end up getting a big deal I, I thought he was in a good position this year and unfortunately uh gets hurt so that's gonna obviously uh you know really damage those opportunities um yeah it's just you, you sort of get deeper in these names there's not a whole lot of excitement necessarily necessarily uh so uh we'll see but i'm sure a lot of guys will move teams and some guys will make an impact some guys won't that's just the way it goes some guys uh, will definitely get way too overhyped for some fans. guys will get way too overhyped <laughs> yeah you know so like is there a guy out there who's going to be like the Kenny Galladay of this class? Like, I mean, that, that probably gets too much money and ends up not performing. I, I feel like I feel like Christian Kirk could be that guy. I was going to say, I think it's Christian Kirk. Like, <laughs> I, I could see a team like Washington signing him and then everyone – it's like Curtis Samuel from a couple years ago. Remember, oh. everyone got super excited about that. And I still yeah, kind of believe in Curtis Samuel, but yeah. I like Curtis Samuel now as like a late-round flyer a lot more than I did when he was a mid-round pick, like when he signed with Washington. Yeah, I was definitely on the the Curtis Samuel bandwagon, um, and again, just never really got healthy this past year. So we'll we'll see what happens uh, next year potentially for him. Um, all right, so we talked to Darius Slay. Obviously, it's not necessarily a fantasy relevant name, but uh, one of the top defensive backs in the NFL, coming off uh, another Pro Bowl appearance for him. We actually got his thoughts uh on the pro bowl uh and some other things as well so we'll take a listen to what darius slay had to say uh here talking with eagles cornerback darius slay uh fresh off your fourth pro bowl appearance mm-hmm. first off congratulations on that appreciate it um i know after the game you went on twitter and, and you kind of had some comments for folks who maybe criticized the, the kind of play uh that they saw during the pro bowl so i gotta ask you right if you had your way if you could make some suggestions what would you do to maybe change change the pro bowl as it is right now uh, I mean, what I think about doing is just doing a lot of things that's kind of like, you know, 
competition wise as in skill challenges like so like stuff that fans probably like to see you know a couple one-on-ones you know one-on-one talent um you know of course keep the dodgeball and stuff going mm-hmm. but um you know something just no fun because <laughs> um you know for me like a guy that well not for me but from other teams that kind of like set out you know ain't ain't think about close to making the playoffs they've been off like a month and like a week <laughs> And you expect a guy to keep on training that long for just a one game that's probably playing them less than what they already done made. <laughs> you know? So, you know, not to say not, not no, no disrespect to the game, but, you know, of course, like, back then with them, 80000 was a lot of money to them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> to us, that's, you know, that's a lot of guys that's in this league making – a lot more, a lot more than that. <laughs> a lot more than that. Making a million, two million dollars a game. Right. You know, um, I know when I first came to league, you know, Stafford first, you know, extension he got with us was three for fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I got that now. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was a quarterback at the level at that time. They was mm-hmm. making sixteen to twenty million. Now quarterbacks, forty up. Right. So you know, uh, you know, a lot of guys got to understand. You know, you know, of course we want to expect the game, but people got. Families to feed, you mm-hmm. know, you know, future grandkids and stuff like that, you know. Hey, hey, we trying to, you know, stack up, stack up the chips while we can. So, uh, I ain't go. I'm, I'm not gonna do myself like that for a Pro Bowl game that don't count against <laughs> my record. You know, uh, how many Pro Bowls I lost. So, uh, you know, they could, you know, they could do whatever they want to with a game, but shoot, they continue to keep having. I'm gonna continue to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you said a one-on-one, Joe. Is there any receiver you want to line up? I want to line up against all of them. You know, uh, so uh, I like to just do out there, go a couple of one-on-ones reps. You know, uh, I, I love to see Chase. You know, I'm gonna see him next year. You know, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, you know the young fellas for sure from LSU, man. And both of them guys are very talented. I got both of them on the schedule next year, so I'm looking forward to battling them. But um, I've not seen everybody in actually real life. Um, but uh, I like to see you know again. You know, right. it'd be fun. <laughs> um, Jalen Hurts, man, is, is he ready to be the franchise quarterback in Philly? Yeah, he is. You know, uh, he worked hard, man. He got a, a great chip on his shoulder. You know, you just got to, you know, big old, because I hope, you know, they plan to surround some more pieces with him, make it, you know, simple for him. And uh, he's going to be nice, man. He uh he do the, he does the game the right way, plays the right way. He approaches it to everything. Um, you know, this is team. As honest as it is, man, because he worked hard for it. You know, people don't see the work that he put in uh, outside the field, but – uh. He put a lot of work in uh, to be where he at today. And what about his number one wide receiver, Devontae Smith? I think he's like the Kevin Durant of wide receivers because yeah. of his build and stuff. But we heard, like, he's too small and stuff. You go against him all the time in yeah. practice. What it, I mean, what is going against Devontae Smith like? It's good, man. Good good guy, dude, man. He work hard. You know, uh, talented, man. Uh, he get a lot of separation, you know. You could be how skinny you want to be, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, obviously he ain't getting touched too much. So, uh, he went into battles, but – uh. You know, all he go do is continue to get better. And, you know, I'm here for that. And, you know, with me playing a cornerback, I'm going to sure I uh, do my best to help him reach that potential he need to reach because, uh, you know, we're a team sport. And um, uh, as long as I'm getting great, better, he go get better. So, uh, you know, I follow him in practice, you know, make sure he get good reps. So uh, we both try to do everything I can to uh, help him get to that point. Uh, you had a year – you did play with Doug Peter, for Doug Peterson uh, mm-hmm. for a year in Philadelphia. He's now the head coach in Jacksonville. For Jaguars fans out there, what should they expect from a Doug Peterson team? Uh, a great offensive minded guy, man. You know, he's a smart dude, uh, a hard, hardworking coach. He leads it by a good way. Um, you know, he like that. He gonna let you have fun. You know, and um, so they should be very excited, man. A good guy out there, man. Usually, I think did uh, Jacksonville had like defensive guys there mm-hmm. for a minute, but now they got an offensive minded, real strong offensive minded guy that really knows the game. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to see they got a lot of special talent over there with the Geffy with that uh, young quarterback over there. So. 
I'm 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 gonna be surprised. I'm not gonna be surprised when the, uh you know the Nick quarterback have a great year this year mm-hmm. coming up. And you play with Matthew Stafford for six, yes, seven sir. years, and I mean his you're out of Detroit now. You're thriving, and, and mm-hmm. then he leaves Detroit first year. He's in the Super Bowl. Does that surprise you? At not all? at all, man. Because everybody try to play my dog. My dog is elite. He been elite <laughs> for since I've been in the league. Uh, it's just that you know I ain't trying to say Detroit is a sunken place. <laughs> but it's just kind of, uh, you know, it's just kind of hard to win there. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, because it, it's just how their organization is built, what it, what kind of talent they want to bring in. You know, and uh, it's different in L.A. Sean McVay got a I want to win now mentality. Yeah. So he don't care about no draft picks. You know, he treat, uh, he treated like the NBA, how the NBA do. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't care about draft picks. You know, they want win now mentality. And, um, and that's what they did. You know, went out of guy Stafford and a win now guy. And that's why they're in the Super Bowl, man. I, I already knew it was, you know, unless it was us that beat them. <laughs> you know, uh, my attention was already he going to be a Super Bowl guy or he going to be an MVP of this league because of the fact that Ari, uh, I just seen the work he put in for seven years in Detroit and what kind of talent the guy he is and, and putting with the offensive mind a guy like Sean McVay was crazy. So uh, it was easy for him. I want to ask you, too, uh, one of the guys that was there in Philly that first year was Deuce Staley, was mm-hmm. uh, one of the assistant coaches. And he really has made it known that he wants to be a head coach in this right. league. Should we be talking more about him? Should he be in these conversations? He should, man. Um, you know, um, you know, why we run the ball so good right now is because, you know, guys that he kind of like, you know, mentor like Miles Sanders and all them guys that's over there at, uh, in Philly that we run the ball so good because, you know, he brought in the old line. He was a run game guy. So, uh, shoot, man, he's he's smart, man. You know, he's been in this game for a long time, played in the game, so he know what it takes. So uh, he should be a contender, man. But, you know, uh, you know how this league works. So we just go see how, you know, happen. But he should be there for sure. And we were talking about the Pro Bowl earlier. We saw some players play different positions, like Stephon Diggs played yep. cornerback. Is there any position besides cornerback that you would want to play? In, like I mean, Pro I Bowl played a little bit uh, this year in real life, you know. So I was out there as a slot receiver, you know. You know, but they didn't throw me the ball. But one day they throw me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm a receiver at heart. You know, I get loose, get get open, man. You know, if I was a receiver right now, I'd be a thousand yard receiver guy. Show them some things about you know what I'm saying. Ten tubs for sure. <laughs> See, I mean, I always like, people always talk, talk about you know cornerbacks are just receivers with no hands. Like you got to show them different, right? Yeah, I got hands i got 23 picks <laughs> and the ball was not attended for me there so, you go there you yeah go. you know what i'm saying all right so i got just kind of some three and out questions some non non straight football questions but first off who is your favorite all-time athlete in any sport kobe Bryant. okay, okay. yeah you're in a good spot right just right down the street <laughs> come on now right, right next door to where he played all right uh what is one thing that you were great at ex- you were expert at cooking in the kitchen oh man uh, i'm real good at cooking pork chops Okay. Okay. Real good. What do you uh, you slap gravy? No, I fry them things and and I and it's just like I got a special thing to them. They just it tastes different than regular other people's uh, pork chops. It's just like it got that big play on it. All right. All right. And then um, if you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? Video gaming. I'd be a gamer. <laughs> What's I'd your game of choice? Man, I play it all. I play a you know big, big Warzone guy, two K guy, and I'm I'm getting in, I play the man a good bit for the fans. So, you know, interact with the fans on the man, but. Mm-hmm. I don't really want trying to shoot my strap. You know, I'm okay. trying to play that okay. war zone. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, man, Darius, appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. I was saying you were out in Vegas where it was a little bit windy, a yeah. little bit chilly out there. A little chilly, a little chilly. So, a little bit nice out here, but we appreciate your time, man, and uh, best of luck next season. All right, appreciate you. I love the fact that he's stuck up for, uh, for at least for himself, as potentially being a wide receiver, because they always talk about defensive backs being, you know, guys that have no hands. And he, like, knew how many, like, interceptions and stuff he had, like, immediately. The best quote of anyone we spoke to at Radio Row, in my opinion, was when he said how many interceptions he had, and then he goes, and they weren't throwing me the ball. I was like, that, that was so cool. That, like, he just, 
He's that like he's conf- that confident in himself. It's yeah. awesome to see. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it, it was fun to talk to him. It was fun to talk to all those guys down there. I still am. It's been weeks, and I'm still reeling from the fact that Jerry Judy basically called us old for being excited about the halftime show. Um, <laughs> Which I still will say we were right because the halftime was awesome. show was amazing. It was great. Um, this still made me feel old when he was like, I don't think I'm going to know any of those songs. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, I still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> it, it's how I guess like my parents felt when you know they were super excited for all the halftime shows and I was just like I don't know any of this like I don't I don't care yeah. about this and now I'm I'm excited for them and now I'm feeling old. Yeah, no, my mom basically told me the same thing. She's like this is how you basically treated us when you were kids. It's like okay. Cuz like my parents weren't too excited about this halftime show and I get it because like they were that's all past their, you know, they they were past this time or whatever. Yeah. So I I get it. It's the, it's the circle of Super Bowl halftime shows, I guess. It really is. It's the circle of life. <laughs> so, like, you know, one day, uh, you know, when my kid gets older, there'll be somebody at halftime be super fired up about him. Like, I have no idea who this is. So, so I am preparing myself for that time. Uh, all right. Uh, you know, next week, we will try and wrap up some combine stuff. We'll also give you some uh, running back free agency fits. Because free agency actually starts in uh, two weeks. Two weeks from today is the actual official beginning uh, of free agency. I don't think that includes the... Uh, I don't know what they call it. Legal tampering, I don't think is the phrase they enjoy anymore. I don't know what the, the actual phrase is. Negotiating period, maybe? I don't know. Uh, but that's coming up in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, for us, uh, that'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Get vaxxed, wear a mask, do good, and live well. And we will talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.